0: Hello and welcome back to the CTV show episode 49. I'm Thomas Parganik as always joined by Christian Catanacci and it's a much different mood in the studio today, a much brighter mood. A week ago, you we were sitting here sulking over my dolphins and your cowboys and today we are celebrating the Buffalo Bills coming up short. Once again, Cat, how are you?
1: I, I'm not celebrating that Pac. that You could speak for yourself here. I, I I sulk. I for for Bills fans, I'm not going to sulk as hard as I did last last week for my Cowboys. But um, yeah, it's i I'm in a, I'm in much better mood. You it's know, life day. life goes on. Um, it uh, it sucked for about a week there. I got I got sick. Um, you know, it, it, it was just a it was it was a, it was a rough few few days after after that colossal collapse by my Cowboys. But um, as you can tell, Pox in a fantastic mood because um the Dolphins finally aren't the only um AFC East team to fall flat on their faces because the Buffalo Bills once again for those that live under a rock um fell short to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and I mean if there's a fan base that sort of gets consistently thrown in the ringer um that's not named the Dallas Cowboys. I think Buffalo Bills fans are are definitely one of those um, dating back to the years in the '90s, going to straight going to four straight Super Bowls and losing all four of them, and now you finally have this rock star quarterback. And who does he have to face every year? Maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. We'll save that for another episode, but. Um, I'm just going to go right to Pac here and get his thoughts on this game because I can tell that he's, he's eager here. He wants to talk. He wants to go all out on these Buffalo Bills.
0: You know, all fun and games. Like, I saw some Dolphins fans on Twitter being like, we're the same. We just choking in December. You guys do it a month later in January. And then I'll even say the Jets do it like three, four months before everybody else. And that's the AFC East. The Patriots, they're kind of untouchable just because of all the Super Bowls that they've won. I'm not going to make any jabs at them. But in all seriousness when you watch these buffalo bills it's i find it is it's like a different level of defeat that you probably experience like i'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a bills fan because it's not like they're laying an egg like they're playing well in these games And it just shows you the margins of error when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And it's so wild to me when we look at the other side and we look at the Kansas City Chiefs with how bad they've looked throughout this season and how everyone gave up on them at one point. Honestly, this is the first year I have gone into the playoffs, really. And I did say, like, okay, let's, you know, don't be surprised when these guys are in the Super Bowl. But there was a time during the regular season when I was like, okay, the Chiefs are just like, There are just too many holes on this team, and snap of the fingers in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, back to their you know the best they've ever been, and it's it's crazy. And and you talk about this game, the Chiefs just ripped down the field with ease throughout, but they just didn't make any mistakes, and that's the the main difference. And I also want to talk about the Tyler Bass field goal miss because yeah, it's one he would obviously like to have back like it's stupid to even say that but i don't put this game on him
1: at all no you know what i i almost expected him to miss like uh, it sounds weird and a little harsh but when he was stepping up for that field goal like i had zero confidence that that was but going it's not in.
0: even it's not even that for me it's the fact that like you come out of the two minute warning you're second and nine yes. on the chiefs call like the 27 yard line. like yes. you're, you're deep in their territory you need to come away with a touchdown there. Second and nine, you throw a ball into the end zone. I like the look that he had. I thought it, I thought it was a good throw. I would have preferred to make it a shorter third down because now you're facing third and nine. Now it's like you gotta convert this once again. You scramble, you throw the ball out of bounds. He didn't really have anything on the play. That's where I question the play calling. Yes. And I think that's the main theme throughout this whole game because you want to talk about the fake punt. On, you know, fourth down at your own 30, they were so, so lucky to get get, get away with that unscathed. It's just like, I don't know, man. To, to have to make it that you need a field goal in that situation, I think, is very poor game management. And also, the clock was stopped. There was so much time left after the field goal. If they had kicked that field goal, we all know what would happen. Mahomes would have ripped down the field so easily like he was doing all game, and they would have won. He yeah. would have either kick an easy field goal or they would have gotten a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree, too. The way that it was going to Buffalo was probably not making a stop there. But I, that, that's, where I that's where I'm going to give you a little bit of pushback there. It's like I thought that it was – Buffalo, when they had that second and nine – their goal should have been first downs, not touchdowns. You you had you had a minute fifty yeah. to score a touchdown, right? Like it's like you, you don't need to score right away. I get the call. He ha- Allen had the guy. If if he didn't have um, Hankins, I guess fall in his lap. Sort of. Um, it, it looked like he just wasn't able to get everything on that ball to to Shakir over the middle, whoever it was on that second and nine play. Um, So I don't, that's not where I'm going to say like, oh, the decision was wrong because I don't disagree with the decision. I just felt, you know what, maybe Allen should have been looking to the more crosser routes because there were some open routes that were in the short term, um, short to medium term that could have maybe picked up a first down. Because I think that was what they should have been looking for as opposed to trying to score right away. Because again, there was an awful lot of time for Patrick Mahomes with two timeouts. Yeah. Right. Like, even if you get a touchdown there on one play, it's like, okay, are you feeling that confident with your defense at that specific situation? Who really looked like they were not stopping a bowling ball from hitting a tr- truck? Right. Like that. Yeah. Like they were not stopping nothing. Right. And Patrick Mahomes probably would have done what he done best. But I want to look back and and, and talk about Josh Allen. And I am um, so shocked with the amount of people that. Are sitting today and and cr- criticizing Josh Allen like he was the reason why Buffalo lost the game. I, I, it's like I don't know. Have you did? Were you watching the, the, the different game than I was? Because I thought Josh Allen played awesome. I thought, um, I mean, this is no. He's no. This is who he is. He's a rock star. He's he's awesome. He is a. He is the modern day Brett Favre. Just go and sling the ball, do whatever you, he plays just like an absolute rock star, And I said it three times in the last 30 seconds, but it is what it is. Like in his five playoff losses, he averages 335 yards a game, 10 total touchdowns and two interceptions. So like, you don't want to, you want to say he turns the ball over a lot. Well, it doesn't. And he, they still somehow lose in the playoffs. So um, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that Josh Allen played a factor in this loss at all. Um, like a lot of people are trying to, to criticize him, which is completely in my opinion, completely, like, it's so unfair to the guy. Um, I mean, I could he have played better in moments? Sure, but, like, there's there's arguments today saying, oh, he didn't show up when it mattered the most. He played awesome. Like, what what does the whole game not matter? Like, okay, yeah, they didn't score a touchdown on the final drive, but, like, I mean, I don't want to go back to the Tyler Bass thing, but you you know what I mean? Like, okay, he missed a field goal. Big what? Big what? Like, he, it's not Josh Allen's fault that, they get paired up with a dynasty and a quarterback that is just levels above everybody when it matters the most. Like Patrick Mahomes is just, you, you, like this year, Patrick Mahomes had a whatever year. Like you you look at his numbers and it's just like, okay, he had a good year, but like he wasn't by any expectations a Patrick Mahomes type of year. And what does he do in the playoffs with nothing? He just does it it's 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 remarkable and i have honestly i i could feel for bills fans i could feel for bills fans i i i hear you i i know it sucks like it, it's very similar i hate comparing it to my cowboys because we've been out for a week we don't even belong in this conversation but it's like you had home field advantage this felt like maybe the year that you could finally get over Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs getting them in their in your own house and you just weren't. Uh, it's it's very frustrating. Um, another person I think del- deserves a lot of criticism, too, is, is Sean McDermott. Like, that's a guy that um, continuously gets dealt a very good roster. I get it. Buffalo was banged up. They had um, some key contributors on the defensive side of the ball that were just unavailable for them, which is unfortunate. Um, but Sean McDermott... <sighs> questionable decision-making like they're they're lucky like you mentioned they're very lucky um that they weren't completely like like that play didn't even happen right yeah the touchback
0: just completely say which is a whole another debate of like whether that rule should stand or not it's a rule i I, I personally kind of like that the rule exists i don't know topic for another day but i i think josh allen criticism in these moments is is ridiculous and you can The only the only argument you can make is in all his playoff losses, the only thing he hasn't been is the best quarterback on the field. But the problem is... <laughs> they all come against Patrick Mahomes. It's like Patrick Mahomes playing out of his mind. Joe Burrow last year when the yeah, Bengals like, upset them. Once again, the Bills were at home. That was maybe Joe Burrow's best game of his career, and the Bengals just had their way with the Bills' defense. So it's tough, and it's one of those situations now where you head back to the drawing board and you kind of say... From an organizational standpoint, where do you go from here
1: with the Buffalo Bills? I don't know where you go, to be honest. I think it's unfair to say, like, okay, you, you got to go into a little retool because I, I'm never going to call a, a season a retool season as long as you have Josh Allen. I think it's unfair because a guy like that will leave your Super Bowl window open for however long he plays. Um, I just think, again, it's it's... I know I know you don't want to hear the same crap that that Bills fans get fed fed with every year. It's like, okay, next year, right? Next year, next year. I believe believe me. I get that. It's it's exhausting. But it's true. Like all Buffalo can do is you keep going. You just keep it's like David versus Goliath. You just keep going. Going, going, going. You're going to get them once. You're going to. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know it's impossible to... It almost seems impossible because at one point, does it become psychological? Which I think we're going in that direction. But you can't. You you got to keep going. And it, it sucks because now maybe Stefan Diggs is outside of the picture this year. But he wasn't even that big of a factor for them this year anyways. So it's like, okay, you go maybe get a receiver that you can pair up. You can, you, you can put anybody. Look at Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir was a mid-round draft pick out of Boise State. And he just developed into the bill's most reliable receiver in the last 10 weeks of the season. Right. Gabe Davis wasn't, wasn't healthy enough for him to be reliable. And who the hell knows what happened to Stefan I He was like, you don't even recognize him. Right. Like, it's like, what did happen to him? So if you look at it, it's like really Josh Allen's working with nothing. So maybe get him more help and run it back. Right. Like you can't make any drastic changes. It's, it's, it's way too overreactionary for you to consider anything like that. So you run it back, and you hope it. You hope next year is different. It, it's, it sucks because it hasn't been different over the last five years, but I'm telling you, you're going to get them. Just, you just got to keep fighting. You got to keep your head up, and you got to keep pounding. I was going to say, I don't even think it is David versus Goliath, so to speak, because they're so
0: close. Yeah. You have come so close, and they've proven that they can beat them in the regular season, so... Yeah. It's not like they're not, they don't belong in the same playing field. Like, these are games that have been decided by literal inches and just going down to the wire and some of the best finishes we've seen in playoff history. Like, yesterday was an instant classic of a game where there were lead changes back and forth and you didn't know who was winning until the last minute of the game. They are right there. And I'm not even going to say the one glimmer of hope because this is so much more than just a glimmer of hope for the Bills. The one constant that you know is going to be there through year and year out in these playoff runs is playing the best football out of everyone on the team. And that's Josh Allen, because no matter what they do at head coach, because eventually if you keep doing this, you're not like, there's going to be a different head coach. Josh Allen will survive that. You mentioned Stefan Diggs didn't work out back half of the season. Guess what? Josh Allen will survive that. They'll go and get him a new weapon, a shinier toy. They'll rebuild. They'll constantly rebuild and retool the team with Josh Allen still being there and to me, that's the best thing because you, you're you so committed on him in terms of contract, but he is, he's been your best player. It's one thing if it's like everything's working around him and he just can't lead the team. I think he's playing great. I'm impressed by him and all these playoff losses. So, again, like you said, you go out next year, you do it again. You feel like they're going to be in this yeah. position again, whether it's in Arrowhead, whether it's here, whether it's in Baltimore or Cincinnati or maybe even Miami. But... You know that they're going to be here when he's there. Yeah, and I, and I said that when they were six and six. As long as he's there, they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: exactly. And and the, ex, that is you couldn't have said it any better, right? As long as you have that guy, you're going to have a fighting chance. And you're seeing it; it just hasn't bounced your way. You haven't had um, the, the the I'll I'll call it luck that or or fortune that you'd hoped for. But um, I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes, right? We're going to talk about him right now. It's like, how good can someone be? It's like, we went through 15 years, 20 years of watching Tom Brady and just almost instantly. It's like, we watched the passing of the torch. It's like, he's so good. It's, it's insane how he can just will a team to victory. Like, like, you want to talk about what he does with his arms, but, like, the guy is sneaky athletic. He is making plays with his legs. He is, to, to, to go into a hostile environment like Buffalo, first off, the fact that he played his first road game in his playoff career yes, yesterday night was, like, that's probably the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life because he's played, like, two full seasons of worth of playoff games, right? So the fact that they've been at Arrowhead each and every one of his games is is, in, is insane. Um, but I know Pac is... Patrick Mahomes as a rookie, there was nobody that Pac was more excited about. Um, I just remember going back about... T- and, and just talking about it. Patrick Mahomes was so electric. And to see him become the guy that he's becoming... And I know people were like, oh, everyone expected this. Not really. Like... People joked about it or like they, they had hoped for it because they were so used to seeing Tom Brady, but like nobody expected just Patrick Mahomes to come in here and just absolutely take the reins and and who knows, if he wins this year, maybe like you honestly can consider sparking the debate of who's the best quarterback of all time. I know it's crazy because Brady has won seven and played in eleven, right? Which is remarkable. And I know maybe Patrick Mahomes will ever get there from a um accomplishment standpoint, but heck, the guy's a gamer.
0: This was my reaction yesterday when, when the Chiefs won. And if you're listening on audio, it's just going to be silence right now. So if you're listening on video, you'll see. This was me.
1: <laughs> that was my reaction too, to be honest. I was like, like okay. <laughs> hit it again.
0: Yeah. No uh, big deal. Yeah. And the, the way this sort of NFL media world works, and, and you brought Tom Brady into the conversation, so I do want to say this. We're always so eager to find the next storyline. Yeah. And let's talk about what Tom Brady did for a minute because he did this over the course of like 20 years. Yes. And Mahomes came in and he was so good and so fun and he had so much success early and we were so quick to just jump. Say, yeah. okay, he's the next one. He can be the GOAT. He can rival him for the, this GOAT debate that everyone loves to talk about. It feels crazy because it's so early on. And I think this year during the regular season, we finally got a little bit of a taste of how hard it is and how amazing it is what Brady did for so long over the course of so many years because Mahomes struggled this year. Like, it did not look pretty. And I was like, okay, like, two seasons, two Super Bowl seasons. He had a bunch of great seasons before this. But, like, you're talking about elite level, top of the league quarterback play for 20 years. But I think he's starting to show us now that he's actually capable of doing it. Because yeah. even when the core around him looks depleted, which I feel like Brady has had years where, like, you know, the weapons weren't anything special around A him. A lot, lot of years. He's yep. made people great. Guys like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. Mahomes is now entering that territory. And I think the past couple of years when Mahomes was still fresh and new, and we all wanted him to hit this Brady level because. We're all eager for that storyline. Like I said, the next GOAT. Part of us also were very curious to find out what he's like when his back is against the wall. Tyreek Hill's gone. Travis Kelsey, everyone had said he's washed. Eight games without a touchdown going into yesterday. On the road, uncharted territory, one of the hardest places to play in the NFL in Buffalo against a really, really good team and a really good quarterback on the other side. And he answered the bell and he did it once again in his ability to just elevate because all year long they haven't looked this good so to play your football your best football the most important time is really really special and i love what i'm seeing from the chiefs i've watched a ton of football and always my rooting interests have always let me down i've cheered for the dolphins my whole life all i've done is cheer against brady <laughs> in the playoffs the one guy who has proven he'll never let me down is patrick mahomes
1: yep it's 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 remarkable it it really is it's it's spectacular there is honestly not much else that that gets me so excited I, honestly I, I genuinely get excited when i get to watch chiefs games and um i know people there's i'm I mean, again the narrative around patrick mahomes is going to change after the season right because there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to go from loving him to somebody beat these guys, please, because I don't want to deal with this again. And it's going to, it's, 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 you're mirroring it, right? It was like that early on with Brady. Everyone's, everyone loved it because it was new, shiny toy. This guy's amazing. He's playing in the Super Bowl every year. Keep making him go to Super Bowls. And as they started going to more and more Super Bowls, people said, okay, let's get a new team in here, right? And it just never happened. And now you're seeing it with KC, right? Everyone's addicted to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, okay, but now you're starting to see more and more hate, Right. Three years ago, there was zero hate for Patrick Holmes. Everyone loved him. He was right? Underdog still, right? So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now you're seeing it come out, and in my opinion, that is the sign of a real goat. Like it's 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 it's. I'm not saying he's the goat. I'm just saying he is, in my opinion, and showed enough already to be one of the most talented and, and greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen play this game. And it's remarkable to say that because he's only been in the league for like six years, right? Six years and he's already being touted. Well, I'm touting him and I think he's deserved it as one of the greatest quarterbacks that has ever played our game. And there's a famous quote from Batman. It's, you either die a hero or you live long enough to find yourself become the villain. And I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to go into Baltimore this weekend and they're going to piss a lot of people off. They're going to go into Baltimore. They're going to beat Lamar Jackson. They're going to beat the MVP And who knows, they might go on to win the Super Bowl. And after that, you're going to see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who were once glorified as the next best thing, become a villain for a lot, a lot of people.
0: Man, we're going to get into our AFC and NFC Championship previews in a little bit. I'm super excited for that game. I will also say I think this is going to be one of Mahomes' biggest tests, and it has nothing to do with the quarterback on the other side, who I also think deserves the MVP, has played great football, had a statement game against the Texans, one that, like, I think we were a little nervous early because there were some quick struggles off the get-go, and then the Texans got that big play with the punt return. That can shift momentum, but for Lamar to answer with the performance he did, I'm pumped for it, and I think it's nice that, you know, we've seen Burrow versus Mahomes. We've seen a ton of Allen versus Mahomes. It's only right that a guy like Lamar, who's had... You know, more success than the other two guys, it goes in and, and now has his chance to dethrone the new king of the AFC in the AFC Championship. But before we get there, I want to quickly talk a little bit about the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy, because Saturday night against the Packers, those pesky Packers, man. Yeah, about the Lions being pesky? It's, it's, it's not them. It's, it was the Packers. They We know what they did to Dallas. They gave San Fran fits. Let's be honest. They probably should have won that game. They had yep. a lot not go their way. And some unfortunate mishaps on both sides of the ball that really hurt them. And of course, Jordan Love, we all talked about him being the next Aaron Rodgers. He just went full out Brett Favre on first and 10, which is one of the biggest you know, brain farts I think we've seen from a quarterback in recent years. But hats off to the Packers for the great season that they've had. Nobody expected them to get this far, and you, you can only hope that they'll continue to build on this because they're so young. But I want to quickly just say a couple things about Brock Purdy. Because, yes, he did struggle in this game. Yes, he, you know, if, if you want to talk about everyone loving to use the word limited with him, I think this game was an absolute blueprint of being able to say that and give him that tag. But I just think it's so unfair with this guy. And and everyone's tired of the whole last pick in the draft thing, but that's what he is, and you can't change that. Because he's held to the same standard as Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, but when he like when he doesn't succeed, that's the standard that he's held to. Like, oh, he he's he's terrible. But when he does succeed, it's all about like, oh, well, look at his team around him. And I just think it's 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 unfair because that last drive of the game, he proved that he can get it done. Yeah, uh, you know what?
1: I, I'm not. I don't want to say that I'm a Brock Purdy like hater because I think I hate the word hater. Like I I, I don't like. When it gets thrown around because like you're voicing an opinion. I don't hate Brock Purdy. I just think Brock Purdy is a very good game manager type of quarterback. And that's exactly who he is. Like I think it's so unfair when people go and like you mentioned, go and talk about how oh it's like, oh he's not Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen is okay, obviously. Yeah. Like he what? Like I <laughs> like that's like oh, just that's supposed to be criticism like, on, on Brock Purdy. Right. Listen, there are times where
0: guys fall in the draft, and there are many, many examples. But do you really think if he had some Josh Allen cannon attached to yeah, his shoulder, of course, and you know Mahomes' ability to extend plays, that he would have been the last pick of the draft? Those aren't traits that you just develop one year after being drafted. Like, and and I'll say the same thing about Brady too. Brady's a guy that fell in the draft, and I think there was reasoning behind that going into the yeah, NFL. He wasn't the greatest
1: athlete. Yeah. Like he he was he wasn't. In- he didn't have the greatest arm, right? It, like, Brady won because he was up here. He was just different. Like, you know what I mean? He had that other gear that you don't really, you, you can't test for. Like, you, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, we'll save Brady for another topic, but I want to go back to Brock Purdy and I want to say how I think Brock Purdy is closer to, like, a very solid, you can win with Brock Purdy, right? Like, you're seeing it with San Francisco. They were a game away from the Super Bowl. Like, they can win with Brock Purdy. Can you win... Is Brock Purdy capable of overcoming s- some some misfortune? I thought before the game, no. But, he, like, he sort of did. Like, he, he didn't play that great. I get it. He had the benefit of of a good defense that made big stops. And, right, like, he, he wasn't the one that, that got a pick at the end of the game. I get it. He drove down the field and scored when he had to. But, like, Brock Purdy is obviously very fortunate that he's on the San Francisco 49ers. And the team was already fantastic. But he pretty much is what he is. Like he is a very good quarterback. That's gonna, gonna win games. He might not go and throw five touchdowns against the Ravens defense and, and, and win 45, 43 in a, in a head to head against Lamar in the Super Bowl. who knows, but he's good enough. Right. And I think it's unfair when people compare him to being like better than he is. And I I know San Francisco fans are capable, are, are, are guilty of that too. I'm not saying that, um it's just the haters right because there are 49ers fans that do think brock purdy is better than he is too and i think that's why you see the quote-unquote hate come up because people are like okay you're saying that this guy is the best young quarterback or he's better than than justin herbert and joe burrow it's like if you're gonna say that then then i guess the hate is warranted yes but purdy's good right like San Francisco got super old Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying he Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's, a, I think he's a more mobile, better version of Jimmy Garoppolo, but like Jimmy Garoppolo was a good starting quarterback for, for quite some time, yeah. right? There was nothing wrong with Jimmy G. He just wasn't able to go and out Patrick Mahomes Holmes and Josh Allen, which I don't really think Brock Purdy is either, but that shouldn't be criticized. That shouldn't be used to, for criticism against him, right? Like he's good enough to win with San Francisco and, you might see it this year. You really might see San Francisco beat Detroit because it feels like a team that they had their one chance to get booted out right away by that Packers team and they willed them their way willed their way to victory and they might not be stopped now.
0: Let's just get right into the little championship previews then because we, we teased a little AFC before. We haven't even mentioned the Detroit Lions so far on the show today. Um, Lions Niners. Very, very interesting matchup. Obviously, everyone's going to look at the quarterbacks, and I think there are two guys that you know have been proven that they can get it done with these teams, and I love the Jared Goff story. And I think in certain situations, there are very, very few quarterbacks that I would have over Jared Goff, and I think in this offense, he's the perfect guy. Um, but where are you s- sort of sitting right now with this game?
1: I-, I think that the spread is completely wrong. Like, you look at it seven points, it feels like free money, to be honest. I know... Vegas somehow seems to nail it on the head every time, but I also thought the Texans would be free money. That wasn't. <laughs> so I'm not necessarily the best. Um, I don't have the best track record in the last two or three weeks uh, to call anything free money, but I like the Detroit lines chances. I, it just feels like a team of destiny, right? Like I went on that spiel last week about Detroit and, and saying that it felt like this was their year. And I want to see Dan Campbell break the Vince Lombardi trophy. And all those things stay, stay true. And I'm feeling confident that Detroit could at least give themselves a chance right until the end. Maybe they don't have enough at the end of the day because San Francisco is just filled with studs. But who knows? If Debo Samuel doesn't play, if. Like, you know what I mean? That, that, is, that is such an underrated part of this game right now. And, and, and he's saying it's a true 50 50 chance. If Debo Samuel doesn't play, that is like you never want to wish injury upon anyone right like you you don't want to win in spite of injury you don't want to win because of injury like injury is the worst part about sports right but if debo samuel is not able to play because this shoulder injury i i honestly might consider that of completely flipping the, the tides over to picking detroit like detroit being able to not have to worry about a dynamic receiver like Debo Samuel, a guy that plays such an important role in that offense, it's it's remarkable. It's honestly remarkable. If they're if they're able to just not have to worry about that, that is huge. It'll pay dividends. Ben Johnson flying. He called a fantastic game against the Bucs. Like, like amazing. Jared Goff playing out of his mind. Out of his mind. This is a guy that people he got dumped. Like, this is a, a salary dump. He got given to Detroit. Like, take him. Take him off our hands. It's it's remarkable. I, it, it's honestly, it, it feels like destiny. I hope Detroit's able to win. I don't know if they'll have enough. I don't necessarily I think I'm in the right position to make a concrete opinion. But if I was betting the game, I'd probably take the points of Detroit. I'm going
0: all in from the get-go. I'm going to say the Detroit Lions go out and they win this football yeah, game. Yeah, I hope. And everyone loves to approach Detroit with the angle of like the emotional angle, right? Like Dan Campbell is a great motivator. These guys are just playing with a different energy right now. But I'll give you a direct blueprint on why I think the Detroit Lions are going to win this game over the 49ers. And it just comes down to ball control on offense. And we saw with Brock Purdy against the Packers, when he wasn't able to sort of get into a rhythm and he didn't have success early in the game, it really hurt the 49ers and they were kind of backpedaling and then they had a lot of ground to make up in the game. And I just think this dynamic duo of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs is going to be a lot to deal with for the 49ers who have a good defense, but I also don't think they've hit the heights that a lot of people expected from them this year. So I also want to say, when you get Jared Goff into those short yardage situations... It's like, good luck. And he can really, really control the tempo, control the clock. And and that's why I like. I honestly think that this Lions offense might prove to be a little bit too much to handle for the 49ers. And where the Lions lack is their secondary. And that's
1: one area where I just don't think that the 49ers are necessarily going to gash them. Especially if Debo Samuel doesn't play, right? Like, I, I agree. To be honest, I really do agree. And it's crazy that we're both siding with the team that's seven point dogs, but it feels it feels different. Like it feels like this Detroit team really is they, they have more than just destiny on their side. This is a good freaking football yeah. team, right? Like this is a good freaking football team. You you take it back just a season and a half ago, right? When when they started turning it around before the playoffs last season. Like in the last call it calendar year and a half, like they have like five total losses this yeah. Detroit Lions team. Like this is a good team, right? And San Francisco is darn good too because they're clearly always in this position. And the reason why I am skeptical about just going all in on the Lions is because it feels like maybe like for as good as the 49ers are, this is a team that hasn't won the Super Bowl in 35 years. Yeah. Right. So they're due up too. Maybe it is their year, right? And how many times is San Francisco gonna go to the NFC Championship or go to the Super Bowl and lose? It's like it's, I, I we t- it's a it's a theme of the episode this today. It's like just keep going, just keep fighting. Right? We said it about Buffalo. We, Detroit's a perfect example of it, and San Francisco is kind of a perfect example about it too. Like San Francisco needs this game. They need it. They cannot, they cannot go to another NFC Championship game and fall short. It it, it can't happen. Right? It is not in the cards. And I mean, look, maybe that's the only thing that has that's going against Detroit, but I definitely like Detroit. Okay. I, you have, how can you not like their chances? It's I, that's why I was sh- so shocked with the spread. When I saw it come out at seven points, I was like, like, okay, I'm not going to overreact over one game, but San Francisco looked shaky and Detroit dominated their two playoff games. I know the Bucs gave them a good chance, but like they're a complete football team. And I'm, I would, if you told me today, that Detroit a 7-point underdogs won outright, I, I wouldn't even... I, I, I wouldn't have, an like, an emotional reaction because I don't want to say I expected it, but I could see it. I, I see the roadmap. I see it. I, I did
0: think 7 was a lot, too, especially when you considered... <laughs> what, what did the Packers close at? Nine and a half, nine? Yes. Like, for it only to be a two-point difference. I just think part of that might just be that Detroit is still kind of fresh and new in this whole playoff thing, and I think... From a public perspective, a lot of people still view them as this heavy underdog, whereas San Fran's just been this heavy hitter all year long. And if the Lions lose, yes, it's it's sad, but it's also like, wow, look what we've done in the last year, year and a half, how we've built our organization up to now being so well-respected and like a real player in, in the race for a Super Bowl. Whereas San Fran, it's like, you lose. Like you said, like they really, really do need this. One thing I'll say about both championship games, and I guess we'll close this off with, again, revisiting on the AFC one, even though we kind of gave a bit of our takes earlier when we talked about the Chiefs. I I honestly don't care who's in the Super Bowl this year. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be such a good game, whether it's Ravens-Lions or Chiefs-Lions or 49ers-Ravens or 49ers-Chiefs. Like, I think we are in for an awesome, awesome end to this NFL season, which I think the season is also, like, had some criticism as maybe not being as exciting as past ones, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of disagree. I I think it's been great. And I think it's good. We're in for a great ending just with these four teams that are left.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you you, you, we'll will go into the AFC and just touch upon it just very quickly because we did um, talk about it quite a bit in the first half of our show, but um, you look at this matchup between Baltimore and KC too. It's like, I think we're in for a fantastic weekend. I think both these games are going to be fantastic. Right. And, Again, I also think the spread in this game four points is quite a lot of points, a lot. right? Especially for Patrick Mahomes, it's like, oh, dare I say, I'm taking both underdogs this weekend. I don't know, right? Like it's like I feel like Vegas Vegas is like almost baiting you to like do it, but it's like they're 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 walking a tight line here because it's like Casey has this absolute freak bag of an animal playing quarterback, and I want to touch upon actually before I forget and ramble ramble off again on about Mahomes, but. Lamar Jackson, he's playing fantastic, right? Like, this is somebody that um, faced a lot of criticism in the early years of his career about not being able to perform in the playoffs, and I think he put that to bed right away. Uh, he beat a Texans team that, again, clearly wasn't ready, but they were flying. Like, that was that was a team that can very easily take over a game if you let them, right? If, if Baltimore started that game down 10-0, it's a completely different game, right? It's tough to come back on a team that's young, playing with house money like that. They can just take something and run for it. And the fact that Baltimore was able to control them and just keep them in their place. And I think that's going right from the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson, like he was in total control that game. He played fantastic. The first half was okay, but the second half, he really stepped up and he put on a show. He was in total control. And I think that if there's a team capable of dethroning the chiefs, it's going to be Baltimore. Like they're just complete, especially at home. That defense is different. Like Mike McDonald, what a fantastic job he's done with that defense. He has them playing with an identity. Like they are, they honestly feel like the early 2010s Ravens defense with, with, with Ray Lewis. They're mean, like they're going to punch you in the mouth. And I'm sounding like down Campbell here, but they're going to punch you in the mouth. You're gonna get right up, and they're gonna punch you in the mouth again. They're just gonna keep. Bull- they're bullies. They are bullies. And to go into into Empty Bank Stadium and 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 beat that defense is gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a lot. But Patrick Mahomes has it. So I'm. I think we're in for two great games. Um. I want to hear what you have to say quickly before we wrap up the show. But I'm. I, I almost want to lean both underdogs. I think maybe the I'll take KC and call it San Francisco and see a little rematch here. But I see. I can see honestly. Every possible combination, I could see it happening.
0: I just think that this AFC Championship game, there's a lot more to it than just Lamar and Mahomes, and I think it's like the ultimate chess match in the sense that, like, how is Steve Spaniolo going to game plan to deal with Lamar Jackson, and how is, you know, Mike McDonald and that Ravens defense that has had just a historic season going to game plan to deal with Patrick Mahomes, because we're talking about two of the three, if not the two best play extenders. In the NFL, and that's what makes these guys so good at the root of it. Because, yes, they have great, you know, arm talent, and yes, they're very mobile, but their ability to make something out of absolutely nothing. And when it's like, you know, third and 12 or third and nine, and you think you have them, that's when they go out and they hit a home run and they make that big play that can just completely sway the game. I've also watched the Ravens blow out so, so many teams this year. And part of me thinks like, if no one else, like I haven't seen one quarterback go out and play against the Baltimore Ravens defense and just torch them or shred them or even have enough success to to go out and win the game. So this is really
1: maybe I, just I, Matthew Stafford. That's it. But you're right. Yeah, that's it. But that's it. They, and they still lost. Yeah, that and game. they lost.
0: So this is maybe one of the most underrated feats for Mahomes to climb. And I think when we look back at this game ten years from now if it ends up being a classic and a good game, everyone's just going to talk about, oh, like Mahomes and Lamar. And if the Ravens win, it's going to be like, oh, Lamar outdueled Mahomes. But the biggest matchup here is just Mahomes. Like, can he overcome this great, great defense? And then on the other side, like, we know Lamar's going to do his thing and we know he's going to have success and he's going to be very tough to deal with. So I understand why the Ravens are favorites. I do. And I just think we've had 20 weeks of football to see that. I would still lean underdog just because I do believe that Patrick Mahomes realizes what's at stake for his legacy here. And, and I think he has more in the tank and he, he's just going to get it done.
1: Yeah. Look, if there's one guy that can do it, it's Patrick freaking Mahomes because he's just that dude, man. He is. And honestly, I said the same thing about Buffalo too. the, the Buffalo game. Buffalo may be better. I'm saying better with quotations here. Um, but Patrick Mahomes needed that game more. He needed it. Like Brady had years of carrying nothing, right? And Patrick Mahomes had these years with with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and and I mean Jerick McKinnon played huge factors in in, in the playoffs for 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 the Chiefs in the past, and he's had he's had moments where guys came up big. He needs this. Like Patrick Mahomes needs a year where he wills a bunch of. Nobody's. I'm not gonna call them Rasheed Rice and Valdez Scanley nobodies, but let's face it, there ain't no Tyree Kill, there ain't no CD Lamb, there ain't no, there ain't no Justin Jefferson on, on, on the Chiefs, right? It's just Patrick Mahomes and an aging Travis Kelsey, who's still very good, but there is nobody else, right? And it's it's something that Mahomes, if he is going to go on and and dethrone um Other quarterbacks in front of him like Peyton Manning and and Steve Young, Joe Montana, uh, Tom Brady, these all-time great quarterbacks, if he wants to be at that level, he's got to go in on Sunday and go on the road and beat historic defenses exactly like this Baltimore Ravens defense and do it. On the back of himself and himself only, and I think you're 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 gonna see that. I think we're in for two fantastic games. I wish it was Sunday now, and it's Monday. We still got six more days until we got get to watch, sit down and watch football. But um, it it's it, another thing that we also haven't talked about is there's freaking three more games left the season. Yeah, that's
0: and crazy. Like I feel like ah. just it, it's flown by, but it also hasn't. But it, it has it like the thing that like we're only two three weeks away. From like, oh, well, that's like we don't have this till September. And yeah, there's the NFL draft. And I don't know, maybe maybe the, the fact that my team has gotten better in the last couple yeah. of years, I've started <laughs> to be like, oh, you know, it's the draft, whatever. I, I do love the NFL draft, but it's like, savor these last couple of yeah. games while you can. And they're going to be some great games. Can't wait. That's the show for today. We'll be back next week to break everything down. We'll be back the week after to preview the Super Bowl. Thanks so much for the support recently. We will see you again. See you guys.